At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, fine citizens, to the fantastic Friday edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. And it really is a fantastic Friday if you are Detroit Lions fans. There's a lot of things we're going to get into when it comes to what the Lions did in the first round. Obviously, no surprise what they did with their first pick. A little bit of surprise what they did with their second first-round pick. Uh, and we're going to break everything down. And before we get into the Motown betting window, I just want to say this. That if you're a long-suffering Lions fan like myself, after the draft last night, and it's it's all on paper right now, Hutchinson and, and Williams have not played a single down in the NFL, but based on what Brad Holmes did with the Rams, based on what he's done so far with the Lions, yes, there's a long way to go, and there's a lot of things that have to happen, but it sure looks like the Detroit Lions could actually, dare I say it, become a contender over the next two, three seasons. Maybe sooner than not, because the NFL is such a parody-driven league. Uh, just exactly what you would hope for as this team tries to go forward and get out of the basement and get out of one playoff win since 57 and all the, the absurd mistakes, the Ebrons and the Charles Rogers and Matt Millen and just all the issues the Lions have had. What they did in round one last night is what winning teams do. Take the right guys, you know, not take chances. And yes, it's okay to swing for the fences sometimes, but not when you're a team like the Lions is trying to establish themselves as a legitimate contender for the first time, I don't know, forever. At least it's the Barry Sanders era. The Lions did go to the playoffs four times in five years under Wayne Fonts, but that was, you know, in the 90s. So I am ecstatic. 
as a Lions fan myself, we're going to break all of it down. And I hope, I'll just say this, I hope you listen to me weeks ago. Well, months ago when I said the Lions would end up with Hutchinson. And I know that I was, you know, part of it was being hopeful. But as a broadcaster, as a, a guy that has opinions, it wasn't just a homer pick. I really thought that Hutch would go number two because why would the Jags take an end when they don't need one? At first, when it was like Hutchinson was definitely the number one pick, obviously they took Walker, but to me, it just seemed like it was going to end up with the Lions having a chance to get Hutchinson too. I know Trayvon Walker, you know, shot up the charts, and like I, I was saying a couple weeks ago, I told you to take. Uh, actually, I'm starting a couple weeks ago, earlier this week when we knew when I I knew for sure at least in my mind. Um, that Walker would go number one. He was plus 165. We talked about it on the CityCast earlier in the week, and I banged the crap out of it. He ended up minus 500 or so at Bet Rivers. But I did tell you that Hutchinson, this was going back to when he was minus 500 after the combine, that it would be close to even money, if not better odds than that, on draft day. And he was, I think, plus 330 was the last I saw to be the overall number one pick. So everything kind of happened the way it did. I'm not, listen, I'm not always right, but I'm right 80% of the time, all the time. And I, I told you that Hutch would go there, you know, at number two. He wasn't going number one. And I hope you were able to get some value on, on being in that Trayvon uh, Walker pick at, at number one overall, plus 165. Because the I, I was, I, I want to say maybe seven hours after that show dropped earlier this week, he went to minus 180 and then minus 200 and then minus 250 and then minus 300. And it just kept going up and up. There was a little, a little drop for a minute when there was a thought that maybe Hutch, it was smoke screens, Hutch would still go one. Uh, there was a thought that maybe Aquanu could go number one. But I felt pretty confident, and that's what we talked to Dave Burkett about, what we've talked about on the show for a while now, uh, at least the last, you know, couple of weeks, that Hutch would be there at number two. And obviously going back two months, when I said his odds would be even money around draft day, and some of you thought I was crazy, uh, I was I was fairly confident that he would be there at number two, and then I got, you know, supremely confident over the last couple of weeks. And, and it was a done deal for the last four or five days in my mind for basically the people that I talked to that I trust that cover the NFL day to day and different things that I read and people that I trust that were getting, coming out with tweets, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully you got a little value there and a bang to the Walker to go overall one when it was still positive money. Let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. And it's brought to you by the great peeps at Bet Rivers. They had hundreds of draft props and we hit on a bunch of them. I did not, somehow, I had the over six and a half that I told you to take on wide receivers. I actually had eight in my mock draft. And there were six of them in the first, what, 20 or less than 20 picks? And nothing in the last 12. And I missed on that one. But we got you a lot of other uh, winners when it came to draft props. I wasn't like a very big draft prop better until recent years. And I'm still not throwing a ton of money. I put a bunch of money on Walker going overall number one. Well, when it was plus 165. But I'm not a big draft prop guy because there's so many. Look at all the trades that happened. Even the Lions. When was the last time the Lions traded up in the top, you know, 15, yet alone top 12? I can't even remember it's ever happened. I'll have to look it up and, and, and double check. But Lions are only trading into like the 20s or maybe 18 or 19, never that high. Uh, and they, they ended up getting Williams. And, and boy, what a wide receiving core the Lions have now with um, Hawkinson and Amon Ross St. Brown and you know, DJ Shark, and of course, you know, in the backfield, you got DeAndre Swift. It's going to be a lot of fun for whoever's the quarterback for this team going forward. I think it's going to be a, a rookie next year, and this year, obviously, Jared Goff. And hey, listen, I talked about this at my draft party uh, last night. 
I'm not writing Goff off completely. I don't think he's the guy. I never said I thought he was the guy. I like in the trade with Stafford for Goff as, you know, getting a pair of pocket aces. Goff could end up being something great, could be a, a placeholder, could end up being trade bait, could be nothing. But, you know, that's what aces are the best hand you could start with, but it gives you the most options to do things as well. But they also could end up losing to like 2-7 offsuit if you're a poker player. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, swing for the fences with Bet Rivers and the new baseball same-game parlays. When you make a bet of at least $25 on a three-leg same-game parlay on Saturday, you're at a $10 free bet towards another Major League Baseball bet. Combine game bets and player props in any combination to create your same-game parlay and then watch the action unfold. Terms and conditions apply. See the site for details. Same-game parlays and exclusive Saturday bet-and-get promotions only on the BetRivers app or at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, please call 1-800-270-7117. Red Wings and Devils. As the Red Wings season winds down, you've got the Devils minus 152 in Jersey for the 7 p.m. start on Friday night uh, or later tonight. You got plus 130 uh, for the Red Wings puck line, New Jersey minus one and a half, plus 150. Red Wings plus one and a half, minus 182, and the total is six and a half, plus 107. Uh, you know, my uh, under, excuse me, six and a half, minus 129. So that's where we're at with the Red Wings and the Devils. And, you know, I'm staying away from the Red Wings the rest of this regular season. It's obviously winding down. Uh, You know, this will be the final game for the Red Wings this year. But, boy, next year, the Wings could be a playoff team. That's what the hope is. Guys like Sider, guys like Lucas Raymond. uh, I mean, Dylan Lark in the future is very, very bright for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Also, when it comes to the Detroit Tigers, who just continue to play bad baseball against the Carlos Correa-led Minnesota Twins, losing 7-1 to yesterday after losing 5 to nothing on Wednesday, blowing the game on Tuesday, the three-game sweep. The three-game sweep to the Minnesota Twins in the division. The Tigers dropped to 6-12. and Not the start, not the droids you were hoping for with the Detroit Tigers so far this year. But it's very, very early. It's a long season, so obviously no fretting yet. Tigers will play in Los Angeles for a three-game set through Sunday with the Dodgers. That should be fun, a little late-night baseball action on a Friday night. It'll be Tyler Alexander, who's 0-2 with a 7-2 ERA. Uh, He will go for the Tigers. Tyler Anderson, it's been on the Tylers. The the battle of the TAs, Tyler Anderson, 1-0, 2.84 ERA, will go for the Dodgers right now. At Bet Rivers, uh, of course, no no surprise. But the Dodgers, a pretty solid favorite, minus two forty five. Tigers on the comeback, plus two hundred. Dodgers minus one and a half, minus one ten on the run line. Tigers plus one and a half, minus one thirteen. Uh, total is eight over minus one eighteen, and the under is even money. It's a stay away game for me for sure, uh, as the Tigers look to get off that bad. Road trip in Minnesota, the three-game sweep, and hopefully can get at least one of these games against the Dodgers in Chivas Ravine. All right, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. And 
Boy, how about Devin Booker's surprise coming back in the Pelicans? Uh, season is over with a nice win by the Suns. How about the Philadelphia 76ers destroying the Raptors, just making them look silly? Well, we've got a game tonight, one game in all as we're getting to the semifinal round. We'll talk about the look-ahead lines for the games over the weekend in the semifinals. Minnesota and the Grizzlies in Minnesota. And, of course, Memphis leads that series 3-2. to two. The slimmest of spreads, Memphis minus 1. Minus 109 right now at Bet Rivers, Minnesota. Plus 1, minus 112. Uh, Moneyline, Memphis, minus 113. Grizzles, plus, or minus 106. And the total, another high total as we have this whole series. 229 over minus 110, under minus 110. I mean, I'm on Minnesota. It's a half unit play for me. Uh, I think you got to go with the, the homestanding Timberwolves. I think they could get this series back to Memphis for a game seven. Of course, Memphis will probably be a five, six and a half point favorite or so and should win game seven. Uh, in Memphis, but I think Minnesota can get this one tonight. Big game for Carl Anthony Towns. Beverly with the emotion. Uh, no opinion on the total, but I do like the Timberwolves for a half unit. Plus the one, minus 112. Uh, actually, to be honest, just take the, the money line because there's, yeah, you can still push by losing by one, but I just just take the money line, minus 106. It's not going to be a, a one-point game in my opinion, so you get the little reduced juice there, but you can still do with the plus one, minus 112. You don't mind uh, laying a little more money there, but this is a kind of win or, or else game. I mean, if the Timberwolves don't win this game, I don't think it's going to be a one-possession game. I think they're going to lose by seven to ten points, so I don't, I don't mind laying the less juice there at minus 106. We do have look headlines for you. Bucks and Celtics game one on Sunday. Celtics minus four and a half, minus one twelve. Milwaukee plus four and a half, minus one or nine. Early in this series, early in this, uh, you know, line being out, we're seeing a ton of action on the Celtics so far. The money line, Boston, uh, both money line and spread, minus one eighty. Bucks plus one forty eight in the comeback total, two eighteen and a half. Uh, over minus one ten, under minus one twelve. I actually lean uh, on the over in this game. I think it's going to be a pretty high scoring game in game number one. Even though a lot of time game ones can be lower scoring than other games in that series. Uh, I do like this game one to get off to a pretty high scoring start. As far as the game is concerned, no early feel on this one for me. I mean, you would think that the Bucks are the value getting four and a half, but Boston's played so well at times the last couple weeks of the year and then into the playoffs uh, and really just looked great in their first round series. Uh, and this Boston team is definitely good enough. I mean, they are good enough to win the NBA title, yet alone this series, but, uh, you know, the way that, Brooklyn is not a great example because the Nets are one of the more disappointing teams in in recent NBA history and, and definitely one of the more embarrassing teams. Uh, but I, I think that this could be a pretty close game uh, in game one. So, I mean, no lean for me right now, but I'm looking at the Bucs and thinking about the four and a half there. And then we do have a early line on the Sixers and Heat game one. It's a Sunday night game, 8 o'clock. It'll be the Heat minus four and a half right now. Same spread, by the way, uh, at uh, Bet Rivers and the Sixers plus four and a half. Uh, it's minus 112 for the Heat, and it's minus 109 for the Sixers. No total as of now. Uh, that'll be out soon. Moneyline Miami, minus 195, and the Sixers plus 160. And in golf, we got that Mexico Open at Vedanta, and I gave you my plays earlier in the week, but I am on Nate Lashley, who's hanging in things right now. Matt Jones as well. I think all three, all four of our guys that we I gave you uh, probably will make the cut. Um, but right now, and Carlos Ortiz is hanging in as well. Uh, but for, for me, as far as, you know, the, the plays that I gave you for this very interesting tournament, really just one big favorite in John Rahm and then a lot of other players that could win this tournament at, at really decent prices, uh, you do have Adam Long looking pretty good in the top 20 right now. So we'll see what happens over the weekend and update you 
coming up on Monday. All right, it's trip to the Motown betting window. It's brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. We're going to rehash what the Lions did in the first round of the NFL draft. Take a look at some of the other surprises and tons of trades that happened in round one of one of the more exciting things that happened on the sports calendar, even though it's not watching an actual game, but it's helping your team, whatever team that is, get better for the future. We'll get into all of that. And of course, the Lions pick of Aiden Hutchinson and Jameson Williams coming up straight ahead right here on the Fantastic Friday edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least 25 bucks, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Well, as I said, it is really a fantastic Friday. I know there's always going to be haters, and that's fine. And I know that there's, you know, the Lions free since 2003 crowd, and, and, and you guys, no offense, are silly and girls. I don't think there's that really many of you that are truly, like, Lions free. But, of course, the high majority of you are like myself. And I've been, you know, blessed and honored and lucky enough to not only be a Lions fan my whole life, even though it sucked at times. I'll never change that, though. And I'm grateful, you know, it's like being an addict. I used to say that, you know, well, I used to, I still do, but I, I've said it before and people, some people are like, really? And I say I'm grateful that I'm an addict. I'm like, why would you be grateful you're an addict? I'm like, well, because listen, and thank God I'm sober now, but it makes up the best parts of me. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. And, and I know it's, it's really been brutal to be a Lions fan, but I've had some of my finest memories, you know, with my father and grandfather and friends and then being able to cover the team and being a, a young kid loving Barry Sanders and being able to, to interview Barry Sanders and have him on my show and, and be in that locker room. So I, I'm a true blue Lions fan and always will be. And, you know, that's the way that most of you are out there. And it's, it's definitely been, I mean, it's funny. I was texting with Kenny Cal, the legendary Remings announcer, and I talked with him about the Lions a lot. He's a huge fan like me. He's a lot more pessimistic than I am, but he loves them. And, you know, we're talking about the draft and, and what they did and, you know, possibilities of other players that are out there. We all want this team to be successful. I mean, if you're a fan of the Lions, why would you? I mean, there are some haters out there that just hate anyway, but the, you know, 90-plus percent of you, are like myself. You want them to be good. I was at the one playoff win in the last, you know, what, 65 years. So it's time to get multiple playoff wins in one season. And the Bengals have given you the blueprint. The Rams are giving you the blueprint. You know, there's teams out there that have shown you that if you've got the right GM and make the right decisions and have, obviously, you have to have a good quarterback. We know that. But if you build for the lines out the way that Brad Holmes is trying to, you have the right skill players. You have the right guys for your scheme, which, of course, Aiden Hutchinson is in a 4-3 for Aaron Glenn. You know, you have the right kind of mentality, which I we don't know if Dan Campbell is going to be a good coach. But, boy, I love his mentality. After one season, that's how you move forward and become a long-term viable contender, which is what I've said for years whether on 97.1, on this show, that's what the Lions need to be. Not good for one year or two years, then bad for five. Not good for three years and then bad for ten. Be like the Ravens. Be like the Steelers. Be like the Packers. I mean, we're not going to say Patriots, because first off, Patriot way is stupid. The Lions try to do it. But that's a whole other thing. But the teams I just mentioned, that's 
what the Lions can become and what they need to become and what you can become if you have the right personnel in charge of running your team, which unfortunately the Lions have not for a long time. And this leads right into my reaction to the pick of Aiden Hutchinson. And I've had this discussion with a lot of people, both you know, fans as well as good friends of mine that are very big NFL draft watchers and very big Lions fans and you know, watch the college game as well. And one of the most annoying things I heard, it was from a small segment of people, and it was mainly the K, you know, came on Thibodeau fans um, that really wanted Thibodeau to go number two. And I, I said over and over again, A, it wasn't happening. B, there's character issues and, and motivational issues. C, Hutchinson is the best prospect in this draft. Is he the one with the most upside? Maybe not. But he is the best prospect in this draft. Let me just read you this. Before I get into the further point I wanted to make. This is from ESPN. And they, they do obviously a great job. I mean, there's a lot of sites that do a great job. But this is from their draft guys that cover, not McShay and Kuiper, but this is from the people that cover, you know, the live to, you know, pick to pick stuff. That, are, that That's what their job is. You know, they, they literally are looking at this stuff all year long. And they, you know, Steve Munch is one of the guys. And there's people that will just react to all the picks. And, and literally, that's what these guys do. And some of these guys are scouts. Let me just read you what they had to say. This is uh, what Matt Miller from ESPN had to say about his post-draft analysis for Hutchinson. Hutchinson is a dream fit in the Lions 4-3 defensive scheme run by coordinator Aaron Glenn. He'll immediately line up as a starter. Most likely a right defensive end and move Charles Harris to a rotational pass rusher role. Remember, Harris had a great year last year in, in Campbell's first and Glenn's first. As aggressive as Glenn wants his defense to be in coverage, Hutchinson's ability to play all three downs and get to the quarterback right out of the gate makes him Detroit's perfect draft pick. And then Munch was doing these projected year one things for the impact for the players. This is what he has to say about Hutchinson. Rookie of the year candidate. Hutch is the top draftee on our board and an NFL-ready three-down player who can get up to the quarterback, so he's got a good chance to be the defensive rookie of the year. And I mentioned this on Twitter, and I mentioned it to you. As soon as Bet Rivers puts the defensive rookie of the year odds up, I'm sure Hutch will probably be the favorite. Maybe Walker will be. We'll see. I mean, Walker plays in a much... Jaguars, I think, are behind the Lions in what they need to do uh, to become a you know contending-type team. I think the Lions have more talent right now. They have the better quarterback, Jacksonville, obviously. But I would bet... Hutchinson, as long as he's not like minus money to win defensive rookie of the year, because I believe it's going to happen. And it just goes back to what I've been saying for weeks on this show, well, really for months, that if Hutchinson is there, A, there's no doubt you take him. B, yes, could Walker end up being better? Sure. Could Thibodeau be better? Sure. But Hutchinson is the best prospect in this draft. And I read some other things, you know, leading up to the draft and talking about, you know, what Hutchinson is. And this is, uh, you know, some more analysis that I read uh, that ESPN did. Hutchinson is a notch below elite in terms of physical traits, which that's fine. A lot of good players are. I think guys like Teddy Bruschi and, and many others that just made it happen that obviously have talent and athleticism, but maybe aren't the most talented of, of certain classes. But his preparation, attention to detail, and relentless motor make him special. He's the most technically efficient pass rusher in the class, sticking his feet and hands exceptionally well. And he always has a pass rush plan. Has a pass rush plan. That's the kind of player, the Jared Allens, the, you know, the Aaron Donald, the, the guys that can just take over games. The J.J. Watts, they always have a plan. 
Hutchinson knows opponents' weaknesses and attacks them. His inside move is fantastic, and he knows how to work the edges off offensive, of offensive tackles. He shows up in nearly every big game. Yeah, I know he didn't have a great game against Georgia, but Georgia just had five defensive players taken in the first round, a new NFL record, and they were clearly, obviously, just too good of a team for, for Michigan and had great you know offensive linemen as well. But that notwithstanding, Hutchinson is the reason Michigan was in that game. One of the biggest reasons they were in the CFP. He's a tone setter and a plug-and-play high-level starter as a rookie. A tone setter. That's what the Lions need. Now, to go back to my other point. Does he have the biggest upside? Maybe not. Maybe that's Walker. I mean, Walker kind of shot up the charts. He could be incredible. You know, Thibodeau, obviously, tremendous amount of talent. Giants got him at five. But there is no doubt that he is the consensus best prospect that he is a game changer, that he is a wrecking machine, that he is a, a transformative guy that can completely inject greatness into a front seven, along with, as they've talked about in the, the write-ups, Charles Harris, you know, to just be this, this heart and soul guy, which just embodies what Dan Campbell is and the kind of defense Aaron Glenn wants to have. It was a no-brainer. And I know that some of you are upset they didn't take Dibido. I know some of you wanted Walker. Obviously, there's no chance they could have taken Walker. He was gone. Some of you wanted them to trade down. There is, if they had this draft a thousand times, maybe there's one out of a thousand that you don't take Hutchinson. The other 999 times, you take Hutchinson. I can't say a thousand out of a thousand because you never say never. But boy, it's pretty much every time you would take Hutch there. So to me, it's a home run. It's exactly what the Lions needed. It's an A+. And this is what could really help the Lions' defense. We'll get to the offense, obviously, in a second. Continue to move forward and become what Dan Campbell, obviously, first, and then down to Aaron Glenn and the, the positional assistants want, is just a biting kneecap, wrecking ball defense that gets after the quarterback, that makes life hell for the opposing quarterback and causes turnovers and causes discomfort and uncomfortableness you know, in that pocket and with the offense trying to be consistent and move forward. Hutchinson is a huge part of that. And that is exactly what the Lions needed. Now, and there's obviously several more picks in this draft. And the Lions did get rid of one of them. But they moved back up to 12 and traded with the Vikings to get definitely, and yes, coming off the ACL, but definitely the best receiver in this class. And a guy that is fair to go at number 12, and if he doesn't get hurt in the semi, then, or the title game, excuse me, Georgia might have lost. Jamison Williams is a stud, 6'2", 179, acceleration, unbelievable tempo, kickoff returner, can be a gunner in punt coverage. And to go, to pair with Amon Ross St. Brown, who's emerging, Hawkinson, DJ Shark, Swift in the backfield, the Lions have one of the more exciting young cores of skill players in the NFL. And the Lions have the gift of time. They're rebuilding. He could miss half the season. Don't have to rush him back. But when the Lions in the next two years, or hopefully at most three, are becoming this contending team, which is why Brad Holmes is brought in, and what you hope Dan Campbell can continue to be an extension of and be the right coach, Then you bring in Williams, and boy, I mean, this kid could take over games. 
He could be the next Justin Jefferson when he was for the Minnesota Vikings, ironically, the Lions traded with. And on, as I thought, when it first happened, I thought, are the Lions trading up for Malik Willis? I'm like, no, Willis isn't the guy. The Lions should get a quarterback next year. This class is not that good. Obviously, I know Pickett went in the first round, no Malik Willis. Are they trading up for Kyle Hamilton, which I thought would have been great? And then, you know, it made sense to me because there was starting to be a run on wide receivers. You had three in a row. Garrett Wilson goes first to the, Jet, uh, the Jets at 10 out of Ohio State. Then the other wide receiver for the Buckeyes, Olave, goes 11 to the Saints. Then the Lions trade up because they didn't want to miss out. I, I had I mocked Williams to 12, but I had the Vikings taking him. And when you, you look at what he could be when he's healthy, day one starter, obviously. Lions have two good offensive tackles now with Decker and Sewell. Got a great tight end. This is one of the best yak receivers in the entire draft. And should be a future All-Pro. And you didn't have to give up that much. You moved up 20 spots in the first, moved down 9 or 11 spots in the second with 45. So you get your positive 9 spots there because you moved up 20, you moved down 9. I'm sorry, 11. And then you gave him a third rounder. The Lions had eight picks this year anyway. And third rounders matter. I mean, hell, last year, Ramon Ross St. Brown was a fourth rounder. But listen, to get a guy like Williams that, you know, the way the Lions did it with that deal, not giving up another future first round pick, just giving up 32, which is on the edge of the second round, that was, I think, masterful. And it just keeps showing you there's a reason Brad Holmes built, and the Lions are lucky to have Brad Holmes, and there's a long way to go with that. But my point about this, and I've said it over and over again, is this, is that the Rams won the Super Bowl, and obviously a big part of that was getting Stafford, and Brad Holmes was part of that too. But him and Les Snead built that. He got Van Jefferson. You know, Aaron Donald, part of all these different pieces, Cam Akers, that were so important for the Rams. He helped with, it was him and Les Snead together. He was the college scouting guy which opposed to what Bob Quinn was. He was the pro personnel guy. Lions have not had a good college scouting guy in forever. And that's what you need in today's NFL. So he comes over for the Rams, year one, makes the move that no one thought he could do, trades the franchise quarterback, has a pretty darn good draft, does good in free agency, and now gets the best prospect in the draft, the best receiver in the draft. Yeah, I know Williams is coming off the ACL. But this is what, this is what Brad Holmes is here for. You should be extremely excited if you are a Lions fan, and once again, you temper it because these guys haven't played it down in the NFL. But all we have is, is the, what's on paper. All we have is what the potential is. And the potential on the defensive side of the ball is that Hutchinson is going to be a wrecking machine and transform that front seven and be able to take over games as he gets the hang of the NFL. On the offensive side of the ball, this is all we know so far through this draft, the two picks, you've got a receiver that when he's healthy, and ACLs aren't a death sentence, anymore. This guy's, you know, a young kid when he's healthy to go along with Ramon Ross St. Brown and Hawk and Shark and, and Swift and other pieces of the lines we'll get later in this draft offensively as well and in free agency. You've got a pretty damn good skill core. And he can stretch the field and he's got that yard after catch as I mentioned. The best yak receiver of the draft, arguably. Can return punts. I know Lions fans don't want to hear him be on punt return coverage or kick return coverage. Because, or kick returns or punt returns because you don't want to have to risk any hurt. But listen, to me, the Lions, and, and, and once again, on paper, I get it. In the first round, they easily had a top five draft. I, I think the Giants were great. I think the Jets were great. I think the Lions were great. Uh, but I think if, if you look at all the 32 teams, and yeah, the Lions had more picks than you know other teams, and the Jets had three. 
but just based on what they needed, what they did, there's no way you can say the Lions did not have a top five draft so far on paper, and they're definitely getting an A. So, if you're a Lions fan, you obviously have to always temper your expectations, but you should be extremely excited about what they did in day one, and now it comes to what they have to do in day number two. And of course, they've got to address a bunch of different areas. And you got to look at, at getting a safety. And you got to look at maybe getting a value play with a, a linebacker. And, you know, you, you probably might have to look at, at, at possibly uh, a running back later in the draft. I mean, the Lions definitely have areas they need help in. But so far, so great for the Detroit Lions. And yeah, would I have loved to maybe see the Lions have a chance to get Dax Hill or Lewis Seen? Of, of course, Devin Lloyd. Jermaine Johnson, they wouldn't be able to get any of those guys. They all went before 32. They got the best receiver in the draft. Yes, I know he's hurt, but I think he's going to be fine coming off the ACL. I I trust Brad Holmes. He would not have taken him and traded up for him if he wasn't completely confident in what he's doing. I mean, this guy's a GM trying to build his own team for the first time ever. He's not going to do anything stupid. I guess you can't say never do anything stupid because Matt Miller did a million things stupid and kept doing them, but he has a track record with what he did in LA. So I'm okay with it. And we'll see what day two and day three have to offer for this Detroit Lions franchise that is trying to get out of the basement. But so far, what a great first round and first day for the Detroit Lions in the 2022 NFL Draft. Looking forward to talking with you on Monday, hopefully after another golf outright win, but wrapping up all the different picks the Lions have had in this NFL Draft and just kind of putting a bow on what we saw over these last or these next couple of days, but the three days in all. Uh, But after day one, I am super excited to be a Lions fan. I'm always excited to be a Lions fan, even when they suck. That's the way I'm built. I'm always just going to be that kind of a positive guy. That's why many of you love me. That's why some of you think that I'm nuts, but I'll never change. But I want to tell you, I appreciate all of you out there. I've been running into a lot of you in public who have listened to the show and obviously have heard my work on 97.1, missed me on there. I appreciate that. Never say never again with with being back on 97.1. But I love what I'm doing here uh, with the Detroit City cast for my... Keeps it decent and, and Bet Rivers. And I think we got a lot of good times ahead after some dearth, dearth years, if you will. Some very lean years of uh, pro teams in Detroit. Things are on the upswing, definitely for the Lions. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. All right, we'll see you back on Monday. Have a very safe and happy and healthy weekend. Get out there, play some golf, enjoy your time with friends and family. And until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. The Hutch Touch. Dan Leach is out of here.